Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. I am Sykes and this is my podcast. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode with Cat Bruno. If you are one of those people who listened to the conversation, I hope you enjoyed it and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Now today on the show, we got my two homies, really, really good friends, Nick and Ashley from Black Forge Coffee House. And for those of you out there who don't know Nick or Ashley or Black Forge Coffee House, need to get your head out of your asses and get on over to Allentown and check it out. Black Forge Coffee House is a in quotes, heavy metal themed coffee shop. And it's cool. They talk more about it in the conversation. I don't want to be the fucking spokesperson for Black Forge, although I love Black Forge. They are some of my besties. But they decided to come on the show because they've been open for quite some time now, a little over a year, year and a half, and just kind of wanted to talk about where things are going with the shop maybe introduce the shop to some new people and talk about some things they have coming up in the future. I uh, don't want to get too much into it. You know, I want to kind of let them speak for themselves. But I think that if you are into coffee and independent business in heavy metal and being an entrepreneur and following your dreams and vegan donuts and uh, other things along those lines. I think you'll really like this conversation. I don't know what else to say. I'm rambling. What else is new? How about I shut up and we get on with the conversation? Sounds fucking fantastic. Sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucking beat. It's fair to say that, I suppose. Now, coming from like a, we're it's funny now because we are, you know, aging, all of us in this room, and you know we all came from this background, just liking weird music and pursuing like bullshit things. But (laughs) here we are, and we're we're doing things now. Yeah, you know, I'm. (laughs) somewhat successful in doing creative things and I'm talking with Nick and Ashley who on top of many other things have a coffee shop that you may have heard of Black Forge Coffee House yeah hi guys <laughs> I'm excited about it I'm I'm like, I feel like you just drank some fucking coffee or something. <laughs> so I mean that's pretty cool because you know it's an 
in quotations, like an alternative or heavy metal coffee shop, whatever you want to call it. That's the 50-year-old coming out in you. Yeah, it's an alternative <laughs> coffee shop. <laughs> well, what do you want to call it? Just a fucking coffee shop? I, well, I mean, we, I just call it a metal coffee shop, yeah. but that's mostly because it's all black and death metal and black metal stuff. Yeah. I just, we I, only play metal <laughs> all day. I just think it's funny. There's some hip-hop in there. This is true. This is true. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm... Alternative I mean, hip-hop. Yeah, some brand news in there. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, you'll catch hip pop when I'm in there Ashley will play some brand new when you're in there <laughs> all depends on the mood when I open that's usually what dictates the music that I'm playing yeah um, but it, I just thought it was funny because every um, every person that's like of a later generation that walks into our coffee shop is just like oh this place is cute yeah yeah it's got a really alternative look to it so <laughs> that's why I commented on and what you're you saying and then you see the dick cross on the wall <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Os Rotten dick cross poster but you know that's a word for it is alternative, and that's I'm gonna stick to it. Okay, so you can have it. It's fine. Deal with it. <laughs> now, I guess what we should do, just for anybody listening to this that is new to Black Forge Coffee or new to Nick Miller and Ashley Courts as human beings, <laughs> what kind of inspired this idea to open a business to begin with, like? Was this kind of coming out of just working for other people and never going anywhere and just feeling like, you know, I've worked in the industry long enough that I could probably do this myself. Pretty and then much. just like taking that step and making it happen. Yeah. Was that what it was? Um, in a sense, yeah. Like we, I mean, several years ago, Nick and I have been friends at a long time. I mean, we, we met at a Glassjaw show. Yep. <laughs> That's when we kicked yep. off our friendship. But um, yeah, I mean, we definitely booted around the idea of like, it'd be cool if we had a bar, it'd be cool to own our own business, you know, and it was just, you know, flavorless dreams at that point. And then um, it got to a point where I kind of hit rock bottom in what I was doing as a lighting designer. And, um, you know, we just kind of like talked about it, like, hey, let's, let's do this, man. Like, this is, this is the time it's calling. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've worked in coffee shops for several years before that, managed them, and then Nick's been podcasting and working as an awesome mixologist. And don't, don't call me that. Mix, <laughs> mixologist. <laughs> Come on, that was your Instagram name. Let me, let me throw that out there a little bit. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It, but it was Nickologist, Nick, not, Nick. not mixologist. Nah, close I enough. actually, one year for Halloween, I dressed as a mixologist and pissed off every bartender in East Liberty. Yes. <laughs> How do you dress as a mixologist? Uh, you just dress up fancy like a hipster, like skinny tie and fake glasses. And, <laughs> you know, I wore a vest. Carrying okay, around a the little. vest probably really sets it off. Well, you got to roll up your button up, too. Like, you got to roll up the sleeves for the button up. Mm, okay. <laughs> I know I know that look. Mm-hmm. I think at the time, too, I think I curled my mustache. Yeah. yeah. For the night. Yeah. That's like the gonna steal your girlfriend look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, that's the. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna take. I'm gonna 12, try. I'm gonna try to. That's the. I'm gonna take 12 minutes to make you a whiskey ginger ale. Yes. Because <laughs> I'm gonna make the ginger ale from scratch. Sure. No, nothing against anybody that does that. Your craft is beautiful. Keep doing it. Yeah, yeah please do whatever it. you want to wear. Yes. When when I have an extra 50 bucks, I'll come buy drinks from you. There you go. <laughs> this. Uh, so going back, this kind of twining. Turning point, I know how to talk. Turning point in your life, Ashley. Yeah. Was like kind of like right after you were on Start the Beat. Because yeah. I had you on the show. You were like, it was like one of the first 10 episodes you were on. Yep. And I remember, I mean, 
there wasn't one word of opening a coffee shop out of your mouth at that point. But yeah. I know like soon after the episode was yeah. whenever those things start to do. Like the last time we talked on your podcast together, um, I was getting excited about blossoming to my real lighting career of like, you know, having a salary, going out there and doing big things. I did like the Nutcracker Ballet when Obama was doing his like speeches at colleges. I would go out, do that and light him like really cool corporate stuff. And I was like, wow, I finally made it. This is, this is a stopping point. And I just was mistreated so badly by, by these people. And, um, it took several months for me to finally stand up to myself and I won't get into the whole story, but it, it just like really crushed me as a human. And, um, I had to file a lawsuit for sexual harassment and discrimination because I don't think you're supposed to talk about that. (laughs) Fuck them. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't in the contract. (laughs) But, uh, you know, when we started talking about opening up the business, we're like, well, let's find a a cool location that, you know, really needs something. And um, came across Allentown. I used to live there for several years. You know, it's in between Mount Washington and Mount Oliver. Um, And we lived in Mount Washington at the time, so it was, like, right down the street. And then Nick and Buzzy, who have Epicast, like, worked out of work hard right there. And they had their little studio, and that's where they were doing their podcasts out of. So they were very familiar with the neighborhood. That is correct. But yeah, I mean, it, it took several months after that because we were kind of let down by a few spaces, and because we wanted to stay in Allentown. And then all of a sudden, the one business was moving out of the our place that we have now. We're like, okay. And I remember we walked in. There's like a big rainbow on the wall, and it was all <laughs> yellow and shitty carpet. We're like, oh my god. Yeah, but I think let's the do this. The flooring um, was the worst. Yeah, we got we got lucky. We got that spot right in the nick of time. I mean, granted, it's next to the police station, which I mean, I will say up and down those those cops are super nice. They're good to us. I mean, no matter where you go, you'll have your good people and your bad people. But um, yeah, the only thing that sucks about that is they take up all of our parking. But (laughs) it is what it is. I get it. And um, you know, as we got the shop going, that's when we finally sat down. We're like, oh, okay, like we got we got the lease. Now we need to make some money. And um, we took out a personal loan. We put our own money into it. Um, We tried to go through multiple different banks that just kept shooting us down left and fucking right, saying like, oh, yeah, we promise we'll get you this loan. Then they don't call us back like weeks later when they told us they'd call us back. And it was just an ongoing battle of just being fucking let down constantly by people. And... um, even like we had PNC, we was we were meeting with him like every single week. Like he yeah. was promising us that we were gonna get this loan and we were gonna be golden. And he's like, "Well, we need a little more money from you guys as like collateral." So we did an Indiegogo. We asked for eighty five thousand or eighty five thousand, eighty five hundred. <laughs> that was a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I wish. I wish. But, yeah, we got eighty five hundred. We told him that we got that much money. We fucking. <laughs> We raised that shit to the last second that it was live. We made 100% of that from pe- mainly people we didn't know. It was yeah. all people in our neighborhood, random people throughout, I mean, different states. It was crazy. And, um, you know, we got that money. We're like, oh, great. Like, here's the rest of that money that you guys are asking for for the bank so we can get our full loan. And he's like, eh. They just don't believe in you guys. Sorry. We're like, what? Yeah. And there's always a scapegoat. There's always, it's the underwriter. It's not, it's not my fault. It was somebody else that said no. Yeah. Okay, can I talk to them? Let me convince them. Yeah. They don't do that. Okay, well, will you go to bat for us? I already did. 
<laughs> okay, so, uh, so. There was, they didn't even give us a real explanation. They're just like, yeah, they just don't think you're gonna you're gonna make it. We're like, what? Like we have the business plan. We've been through classes. Like we have the money. We have the lease. We have everything. And um, that's when our well, I used to work for Crazy Mocha for several years, and the owner of Crazy Mocha, yes, it is like a local chain. But man, that dude has the biggest heart. Like. I worked for him and, you know, I've never had a problem working there. It was always treated really, really well. And he reached out to me. He's like, hey, I heard, you know, you and your friend are opening up a coffee shop. You should come meet with us. And we're like, okay. So I was like nervous, like, oh, shit, does he think I'm like stealing his fucking ideas? Like, is he going to like bash me? And he's like, yeah, I mean, anything you guys need, I will help you. I'm shutting down a store out in Wexford and I will pretty much give you everything there that you need espresso machine, you know, uh, bar top, um, you know, other things for, I don't know, what else? There's just a bunch of, oh, yeah. the display case, you know, stuff a bunch of stuff that we're just awesome. like, what, dude? And he didn't even want to take our money. I was like, dude, please, like, let, he's like, no, like, yeah. I believe in you guys, and that's how, you know, people help each other is like, you do things for people, especially when you believe in them. So, yeah, so you had all these people come up and yeah. really help, you know, yeah, and the we, shop and the business get off the ground. Yeah, we found um, another place, like a little cafe out in Greensburg that was shutting down, and she gave us a bunch of free stuff and, like, really cheap, you know. She was she was dumping the cafe aspect, right? Yeah. Wasn't she, like, just going to go and open, like, a little restaurant? Yeah. So she was like, I don't need any of this coffee stuff. Get it out of here. Yeah. And she, it was, like, in a really nice town, so, like, everything that she had was... Like cool stuff. Yeah, <laughs> we're like, oh man, saving us a lot of money because this isn't worth anything to you. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, and we we both. I mean, once we started getting all that done, we just spent countless days and hours at the shop. Like I just remember spending like three or four days nonstop painting those fucking walls black, and <laughs> that paint fucked me up. I was like up in the little corner up there, like painting. And I would just like lay down, I'm like, oh my god, I'm dying in here, and no one's gonna find me because I'm up <laughs> in the ceiling. <laughs> Did uh, so like prior to opening up the shop, how mm. much experience did you two have with like renovating <laughs> a room? And building oh. things. That, you I mean, know. Nick was Nick was awesome at it. I like, didn't know how to do it. But you did it. <laughs> you fucking did it. I th- yeah, I think my dad came down and helped me with the benches and extending the stage. Um, and I mean, like, he comes from a background of, like, handyman. He was a mason for a long time. And a lot of times to make ends meet, he did a lot of odd jobs on weekends. So, like, dude's just, like, a jack-of-all-trades. Um, and my grandparents, they're like, they owned a reupholstery business for a long time. So basically I was like, I can make chairs. <laughs> <laughs> I can create chairs. I have God. Um, so yeah, so basically we had zero experience and we just had a lot of, a lot of other people that helped us. Um, Buzzy, my business partner for Epicast and friend of all, all of ours, he was there from the beginning. So like he did a bunch of carpentry work. Like that's kind of what his background was, um, prior to the podcasting network. And, um, He's like, this is what we got to do to the floors. This is what we got to do to the walls. This is what we got to do here. And we're like, oh, that sounds terrible. All right. Because <laughs> he's like, if you're not going to do it right, don't do it. And we're like, God damn it, Buzzy, shut up. <laughs> he has a point. Yeah, and it worked. It helped a lot. Um, but it was. It was a huge pain in the ass to do everything right. Because <laughs> you were basically converting a space that was not a cafe by any means into it, right? Like what was the place before you moved it in? It was the Allentown Child Learning Center. 
okay. before that. That's why there was a beautiful big rainbow and doves on the wall. Before um, that, at some point in time, it was a laundromat, which is why there's a cement floor with drains in it. Yeah. Mm. And then... Which is what it was yeah. still zoned as when we got in there, but it's yeah. not anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was scary. Also, you know, I will say to anyone that's starting a business... The city is the devil. <laughs> like we had friends in high places, but yeah, yeah it uh, it's really hard cutting through the red tape. <laughs> yeah, they they. I mean, fucking last minute, we were told that we didn't need a um, a grease trap because you know coffee. We're just making coffee. We didn't have food or whatever. Yada yada jargon, but. Uh, <laughs> We were just like, okay, we don't need this grease trap. Awesome. And then this new guy comes into the health inspection and he's like, Fast forward to when all of our plumbing's done. Yeah. (sighs) So we had to redo all the plumbing. It was like an extra like $8,000 fucking dollars to like redo the plumbing and then get a fucking grease trap. Yeah. This this dude fucking shit on us. And he like called up, he called me. He's like, you know, I understand, you know, small businesses are the backbone, but you need a fucking grease trap. Sorry. I'm like, what? fucking asshole yeah you do understand what you just said to me you condescending little bitch like uh, yeah and it was funny because we just spoke to ken from um crazy milka about that and he was like i just opened a store and i didn't need a grease trap yeah so like we're like all right cool we're good we're good and this guy's like nope he just got elected to his position he's changing all that yeah and we're like what happened in a matter of a month like yeah (laughs) i guess you can't have too many nice things happen at once exactly you know there's always there's always got to be one shitty rain cloud in there just like (laughs) so you do have a grease trap now. yes we do yeah are you (laughs) utilizing it come cook some burgers (laughs) yeah Uh, i was there the last time they cleaned it out and the guy literally opened it up and was just like all right this will take me five seconds like we pay so much money every couple months to have a company come out and clean it out I think we could do it like every five years and probably be fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, coffee. What the guy said, like, oh, milk creates 0.1% grease. I'm like, you, what? Yeah. What? And he, he told us that the number one issue that they have with plumbing is coffee grounds. Coffee grounds causes clogging in the sewage system. Okay. And I mean, I don't believe him. Um, anybody that's ever made a French press knows that like coffee just kind of dissolves. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but hey, you know, it, like the, the the biggest issue with the city is it's all for safety issues. They're all like at some point in time they ran into somebody that complained or a small business that abused the the, the fact that they didn't need a grease trap and they had to change something and we had to deal with those repercussions. It's always it's you know like like you're never going to be the guy that's going to piss on the fence, but if they didn't have that sign, you know, somebody somewhere would. Yeah. So that's usually what it comes down to with city stuff. You know, they're just like, we get it. It's dumb. And we don't think that everybody should have to do it. But if we didn't apply it to everybody. Then someone was just going to ruin it for everybody else. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But, um, you know, after that, I mean, that's what held us back the longest. Because we were originally supposed to open in May. And then we ended up opening up in August. Um, and then <laughs> our soft opening happened. And, I mean, we are so lucky with this, too. The health inspector was, like, a really cool guy. We, like, had our soft opening. <laughs> and he's just like, okay, like, that's totally fine. I'm just going to do your inspection during your soft opening. No big deal. And, like, passed us. He's like, everything's great. Like, no problems at all. I'm like, well, why the fuck did they make us wait this long for you to get here? Like, I don't understand. But, um yeah, I mean, we got through it. We had an awesome opening day. I mean, it was we, we had you perform, which was awesome. Yeah, that and was a really um, fun party. yeah, we had a lot of shit going on that day. And then what? I mean, fast 
fast forward to this. We had our one year party a few months ago. <laughs> that was bananas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, that was that was pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, opening up the shop has definitely been a life changing experience, and I mean, I could say that for the both of us is just I'm a lot more humble. That is for sure. Um, I think I'm better at life. Yeah, I'm just I'm just better <laughs> at life. Things are good, and um, you know, it's definitely financially it's rough. It's I mean, we both struggle. I mean, personally yeah. on our own. Our shop is for those of the for those of you that wonder, we pay our employees significantly more than we pay ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we we pretty much we, we don't even pay ourselves really. We just take tips and it's because we want the business to thrive. We want, you know, to share what we love and what we're passionate about with people. And we're doing it in a neighborhood that needed it and doesn't have at the time didn't have anything. Now there's businesses popping up left and right, which is amazing. Visit but, Allentown. Yeah, come to Allentown. We got a lot of stuff going on and a lot of awesome people there. But, um, you know, it, the point of the matter is, like, when you open up a business, you always want to keep in mind the people that you're affecting around you. It's the neighborhood. It's the kids. You know, you want to make a positive change in the people around you. And I truly believe deep down in my heart that we have done that because, I mean, we're getting people up there from different neighborhoods, from different countries you know, we had people from Australia come up. And they're like, we heard about you guys, so we wanted to stop in, in the Black Forge. I'm yeah. like, what? <laughs> That's crazy. We, we realized that not having postcards was a really bad idea. So we got <laughs> we jumped on having postcards, and they started flying. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, like the amount of people that... I, I'm I'm not going to go as far to say that they come specifically to Pittsburgh to visit Black Forge. Yeah. <laughs> but while they're in Pittsburgh, they make it a point to come and visit Black Forge. And while they're there... Um, most people want to take home some sort of souvenir of some sort. I think, yeah. I mean, that's great. I think that the cool thing in the past year and beyond with Black Forge is seeing, you know, a lot of different local blogs and of whatnot, like doing write-ups about the shop. And like, it's been very visible. I think a lot of people know about Black Forge, even outside of people that could give two shits less about heavy metal. Yeah. Right, I think just, right. you know, being like a successful independent coffee shop in a city that really likes coffee. Yeah. You know, you're doing well. I mean, it's still, it's still mind blowing to us. I mean, yeah, we are young and you know, I, I have several years of experience in, in coffee and you know, we both have experience in what we're doing, but um, you know, just it's, it's so heartwarming to see like people write about us and like, tweet about us and said they heard us from this spot or like, you know, papers calling us. You're like, hey, can we do a small article? I'm like, why do you want to do an article about us? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't understand. I'm not cool. We're not cool at all. But, you know, the fact that, you know, people walk in, they're like, this is, you know, a cool spot. Like, we respect what you're doing. And we even have like pastors that come in and hang out for their morning coffee. And we're just like, <laughs> they just, you know, they just hang out. I mean, the first time. They're really nice, weird. but it confuses the hell out of me. Yeah, the first time. Uh, she's wonderful. She's an absolutely wonderful lady. Uh, she came in, she's a pastor, and uh, she was, she came up to me. She's like, should I feel uncomfortable? Then I'm in here. I'm like, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> and that was like Christmas time. So I had the black metal tree up with like <laughs> Satan, oh, yeah. That's baby right. Jesus, like on the tree. <laughs> Pentagrams everywhere. <laughs> oh, man. And it just put yeah, me Yeah, I guess that position. is Christ's birthday and we yeah. just kind of yeah, shit all over yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, 
since that day, she's warmed up to us and she comes in every morning, gets her coffee. And she's very like, you know, supportive and loving the community. I mean, the fact that we have someone like this is completely the opposite, you know, just very open minded and open hearted to like what we're doing supports local business. I'm like, that is a win in my book. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But, to, to kind of touch on like what, what you were saying, um, as far as like people being aware of us, like recently I started to realize that like a lot of people are going out of their way to thank us for doing stuff. Like, they're just like, just, you guys are awesome. Keep doing things. And I mean, like, it's not even a matter of like, you opened a really cool coffee shop. It's just like, you guys are consistently trying to do weird things. Like, whether it be art shows or concerts or like the one-year party, um, the the random Sega game, um, you know, like trying to book as many random bands that we're <laughs> friends with all the time. Yeah. You know, like, and, and just doing as much stuff as possible. And I think people are kind of like realizing that, the coffee shop itself isn't just a place that makes, you know, black water with caffeine in it and, and paints the walls with offensive artwork and stuff like that. You know, we're also <laughs> trying to like contribute to the reputation that Pittsburgh has always had, which was, you know, a vibrant progressive city. At one point in time, it was like a, a punk capital, you know, and it yeah. was like one of the places to go for live music and metal music and stuff like that. And I mean, there's no reason why. I mean, like, I don't think that we would survive if we didn't try to do all the stuff that we did all the time. Yeah. And and I think we would get bored personally. I think me and Ashley would probably just be like, well, we're just going to work at this point. There's no creative, um, there's no creative outlet for this at this sure. point in time. You know, now it's just another store. Yeah. And we really want, you know, have our personalities and our, our inspirations and, you know, our life be pushed through what we created as a business. And, you know, we, we, I mean, we portrayed it as possible as well as possible, you know, like at, we, I still walk in every day, even if it's six in the morning, just like so warm and fuzzy, like, wow. Yeah. This is real life. Like we're walking into our space and we get to see, you know, a lot of the same people every single day. They're just so thankful and so happy. And like, you know, it, it's just, it's so cool. And I think it's that was, so cool. <laughs> that was one of the main conversations that we would have when we were, you know, sitting on our front porch, drinking coffee, talking about the venue space that we wanted to open was like, how come so many businesses miss out on all these opportunities to work with local artists and local musicians? And like, oh, if I had my own place, I'd do this. And actually be like, yeah, duh, of course we would do that. And <laughs> we should do that, you know? And it's just like, we have all these conversations of where so many people kind of miss the boat or like, like there, there's so many gaps and certain, certain things that people aren't even attempting to try to fill, you know? And, and it was kind of blatantly obvious to us. We're like, well, once we're in the, once we're in an opportunity to reach out and help or to put somebody on a platform or to give somebody a wall space that they didn't have before, like, why wouldn't we, you know, it's either a quiet night or a free acoustic show. Well, I think that it comes from just, you know, your backgrounds as individuals pre coffee shop, you know, you two, it's like Nick, you've played in bands, you know, and Ashley, you went to art school <laughs> and like, you know, you have this background in art and music and you, as a result, you have friends that play, you have friends that do art, and you know the need for somewhere to display that, you know? Right. Especially well, in a I'm, city now where, like, we don't have a whole lot of places to for bands to play every night. Yeah. Or, you know, artists that do, I'm going to use the word again, alternative <laughs> artwork, <laughs> you know, like, to really have their work displayed and appreciated without it just being like, oh, look, it's the weird art. Yeah. Right. Know? Right. And I think you built a hub, like a community space for all of those people to 
go to and like have a place that's like, oh, I feel like I belong here. It's thank you. Very, very unique, you know? Yeah, Especially it's a very kind words. Thank you. Anytime like I've seen like out of town bands come into Black Forge, everybody's like, This place is fucking awesome. Hmm. You know, and it, it's just there isn't another there really isn't much like it, you know? I mean, uh, that I've is. I've been to Grindcore House in Philly, and Black Forge is way cooler. Oh, oh Grindcore, Grindcore House has been to, to Black Forge, actually. Like, they came in, and, like, one of the yeah. ladies, yeah, she came in, she's like, I'm from Grindcore House. And I was like, is that, like, a house place? Like, yeah. do you guys throw shows? <laughs> um, I mean, like, what is that? I was, I, like, I, I mean, like, obviously, I should, probably should have done more research, but I didn't know that there was other metal coffee shops. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, oh, we play as Grindcore. And I'm like, that is amazing. Like, yeah. that's so cool. No, it's, a, it's a cool shop, but I'll tell you, I think that. I like Black Forge more just because you have like the venue space. It's a lot more intimate uh, of a space than Grindcore House is. Yeah. Grindcore House has like two separate rooms. Mm -hmm. And uh, the back room is kind of like completely cut off from the shop. There's like couches and chairs. It'd be like a good place to do homework. Is it it just like a chill coffee spot? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I try to look at their website and check out the photos. I I really couldn't get much of a sense for it. Yeah. But I mean, the fact that all they do is they play grindcore, which is like the most (laughs) abrasive metal music (laughs) out there. Really cute, uh, like custom drinks as well. When we were there, they had like some type of like iced mint mocha thing. It was called Swamp Thing. Nice. Okay. I, I, I want to I talk about this because I always found this, the riding the line between creative and cheesy has probably been one of the hardest things for us to do yeah. as owners <laughs> of a metal coffee shop because yeah. we're like, well, we just came up with a cool, you know, cool coffee drink. What do we name it? And we're like, oh, I, I don't know, you know? And like when we would name it something, we're like, are you sure? Like that's a little... Like, I don't want to get too far into hot topic or, you know, like, like something that feels like it's being marketed to metal kids, you know? And then we just started naming it after sweet metal band songs. And yeah. <laughs> like drag not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it, 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 that's kind of an issue that I think even just being in a metal band or being a part of that community as a person, we are always walking this fine line of like either writing a song that's too cheesy or yeah. an album cover or even just like the way you walk out of the fucking house. Like, do I look too ridiculous Am right I now? wearing a costume or do I actually look like myself? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, that's definitely what we wanted to avoid with Black Forge is we didn't want to, you know, like... We didn't want anybody to get this idea that it was like a marketing ploy. Like, oh, here's somebody capitalizing on the hot topic marketing trends, you know? And, like, we don't want to be that, but we want to appeal to those people because we're always going to have that audience that doesn't want to support the Starbucks, you know, like they're going to want to support small and metal and things that they identify with. But I mean, myself included, like it's really like, I am real quick to dismiss the cheesy and like, you know, I don't go to hot topic unless I know that there's like a good deal on records, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like, and like, I can't like the last time that I saw a decent band shirt there, you know, it was cheaper on the internet. So there's no reason to really go there, especially knowing that it's 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 owned by a large, huge corporation at this point, anyways. But for the longest time, when they were first around, the whole idea behind it was like, oh, like there's there's me, you know, there's my identity. That's that's where I get to buy my clothes. And when you walk in, it's all black, and that's what I like. And uh, we don't want to ever make that turn, you know, to where people kind of dismiss us and 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 put us into that cookie cutter cheesy realm of you know like oh they're just trying to capitalize on the look and the idea of it like we genuinely really love metal and yeah. we like mm-hmm. came from a metal background and I I played in metal bands and like 
even yourself, you know, you come from from being in bands, and when you're trying to determine whether or not if you're going to use a certain song title or a certain lyric and things like that, you you know it's got to be genuine. Sure, you can't actually just be like, oh, I'm going to pick this random weird phrase, you know, and like because people see through it. People see through it really fast at this point yeah. in time. Well, I think that's the thing is I don't feel like you opened a heavy metal coffee shop. I feel like you opened Nick and Ashley's coffee shop. Yeah. Like whenever I was awesome. That's really, really cool. Whenever, to hear. you know, I walked in there and like saw it for the first time. I was like, yeah, seems about right. <laughs> like, Thank you. Pretty much what I expected. Oh, cool. They got, they got a really big bedroom and threw an espresso machine in it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, kind of going back to talking about how, you know, you have this hub for artists and bands and it made total sense because, you know, these, these are the people that you're surrounding yourselves with. Right. You mentioned the, uh, the Sega game, mm-hmm. you know, for a second, there's a Black Forge themed Sega Genesis game yes. called Coffee Crisis, which we'll get into that in a little bit. Okay. But that's like a collaboration that you've done. You've also collaborated with Rock Bottom, mm-hmm. Meg mm-hmm. Evans and, uh, Apis. You did the mead. Yes. With Dave. Shout out. And, uh, how was that kind of as all of those things are starting to come up? Like, hey, like, I like your stuff. Do you want to make a mead? I like your stuff. I'm thinking about making a video game. Like, uh, like how <laughs> is like that's, that process, you know? Because I'm sure that's not anything you had in mind at all. No. No, I mean, like, speaking just for myself, and I'm sure they actually can relate, but like, that's probably the most surreal aspect of it. Like, I never thought I'd have my name attached to a beer. You know what I mean? Like, right. I never thought that we would ever be you know, video game characters. I never thought that anybody would care that much, you know, and like be like, oh, I really like their brand and who they are. We should align ourselves with that. And everybody that we've worked with and collaborated with have been phenomenal human yeah. beings and passionate and and really, really into what they do, and which is one of the main reasons why we decided to work with them. Sure, but. you know, I think... <laughs> As a, a wise man once said, real recognize real. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I think that, you know, a lot of like all the people that you are collaborating with now are people that they have their shit together. They've been doing this for a while. You know, they don't have time for bullshit anymore. Right. So, you know, when they're seeking out people to work with now, you know, they're just looking for stuff that they think is genuinely worth it. I yeah. just want to say just, this too. Uh, if you're buying any coffee flavored beer at Rock Bottom, they switched over to using our house blend for all of it. Yeah. Nice. I don't know if yeah, I'm supposed yeah, to so out that, Meg, so I hope you don't get mad at me about it. <laughs> <laughs> you're drinking the black forge. But that's just the Pittsburgh location, not the whole chain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, just uh, being a part of, you know, knowing all of these people that have been doing this whatever the whatever their craft is for a while and now just kind of get into collaborating and uh everybody just kind of taking the best that each of their friends have to offer and making these cool things happen. Right. Well, I honestly like I mean like not to get like crazy into philosophy and and um social economics and things like that, but I think it's necessary. I think that's why what we're doing is working is because we reach out and work with so many other businesses and we're not isolating ourselves and saying that like we're better sure. and we're the best and like you know don't try to touch us or anything like that. And the companies that do that we're not the only ones. The companies okay. that do that are the successful companies. That's, They're the ones that grow, you know, and just like in podcasting, when you're trying to reach a new audience, if somebody's willing to share what you're doing, then, I mean, like they're basically vouching for you. So when Rock Bottom decided to come to us to work with us on a beer, they 
pretty much vouched for us to all of their customers saying that like we like what they're doing and their products so much that we're willing to give them and sell we're willing to sell their product to our customers in hopes that they're not going to hate it and never come back. Yeah. You know, and like they 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 vouched for us, you know, and we and we kind of do the same thing when we collaborate and work with other people and it's introducing you know them and or us to a brand new audience which helps us grow. You know, somebody at Rock Bottom sat down and drank that beer. Where'd you get the coffee? Oh, it's in Allentown. And came out and, and got a cup of coffee. Might be the only one they ever get from us, but that's one customer, you know, that we wouldn't have had otherwise. A lot of those opportunities we've shared, you know, with mm-hmm. the video game, because some of our music's in the game. Yes, And it then, is. like, the Brutal Beer Fest. There was tons of people that came out. We had people from the Brutal Fest come to the Dark Tranquility show to see us. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, you guys are amazing, like, so they should. And then like but. bought CDs and stuff. Like, I was at Brutal, like voted for the beer, glad you won, blah, blah, blah. Like, Aww, cool. Yeah, and I mean, that's just, I mean, that's a, a random ass opportunity that only came about just from us trying to be like, let's do something different. Let's work with people in other creative fields, yeah, you know, right. and, well, in, have fun in that realm. There's no big smash and grab. Like you're always going to just be getting small trickles, small drips here and there. And if you're not turning on as many faucets, you know, not. But if you're not reaching out and putting as many holes into reservoirs and turning on as many faucets as you can and trying to get as many, uh, you know, drips of water coming into your source then you're really limiting the amount of people that can find out about who who you are and what oh, you totally. do. And I mean, I think that's necessary for anybody with any business or creative outlet or a musician or an artist by any means. Like if you're, if your ego is so big that you can't allow yourself to work with other people, you're going to have a really, really hard time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So let's, let's, let's get the game out of the way. Let's just okay. talk about, cause we kind of brought it up a couple times. Yeah. I'm sure people and, are itching. Yeah. So, <laughs> Coffee Crisis. Yes. Mega Cat Studios. Yes. Sega Genesis game. Homebrew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Based on Black Forge Coffee. You yes. two are playable characters. We yes. are. It <laughs> is <laughs> incredible. Uh, your guys' band is part of the soundtrack. You guys actually yeah, yeah. were willing to send over your um, your instrumentals. And I think that got shipped over to somebody overseas who then turned it into uh, what they call chiptunes. Um, I'm going to talk out of school on some of this stuff. So I, I, I mean, I grew up in this era and I was a giant video game dork. So I know a lot of the terminology, but I don't know a lot of the terminology from behind the scenes, the tech aspect of it. Um, but yeah, so like you guys were kind enough to contribute you guys' music and yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a dream come true. It's, 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 I mean, like, I mean, honestly, I'm, I mean, I don't know. We can just sell the coffee shop tomorrow. We're good. We accomplished everything we needed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, it's as far as the video game goes. It's just it's seriously one of the coolest things, and the fact that there is a retro resurgence. You know, like NES came out with uh, like a brand new console. Or Nintendo um, came out with a brand out, new yeah, NES. It's coming out um, for the holiday the, season. Sega's oh. coming out with a new one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, like the, when the day comes that you can you know buy an N64 brand new and it comes loaded with a bunch of games. Like I, I'm just gonna go crazy. That's gonna be so much fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, like there's there's like this crazy resurgence, and then there's an entire underground world of homebrewers and i mean i think i can talk about this because i won't actually incriminate anybody but there are people that take japanese games that are only available in japan and they bring them over and they'll steal the code and then translate it to english and Uh then reprint it 
or put it out as a ROM and stuff like that. And oh then, yeah. I mean, they sell them at like underground conventions and things like that. And this is a whole world that I had no clue about mm-hmm. whatsoever, you know. And then you meet a company like Mega Cat Studios who takes that level and takes it as far as possible. You know, they're doing custom, you know, cart shells. They're doing laser engraving on the the chipboard. Like, oh, like they're pushing it. They're building their own arcade cabinets. You know, they're mm-hmm. making custom Sega Genesis consoles. Um, all of this stuff that, you know, like. A, a a a tech dude sitting in his in his living room or at his computer or something like that, you know, could only hope for a company to come around and start doing it sure. again. And I, having a company like that doing it successfully and getting the interest that they have and the following that they have um, just shows that there is a want and a need for it. You know, without you know uh, getting too nostalgic about it and showing that it is a for real art form, the music style is something that I mean, people are putting out records in chip tunes and. Like one of the original ideas that we thought about doing was putting out the the soundtrack on a Nintendo cartridge. Oh yeah. So that way you could actually put it into an, an NES and play it through your TV. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a joke that we honestly had as uh, Gray Walker even prior to having the opportunity to be a part of the game was like how cool it would be to have all of our songs on a Nintendo cartridge that you had that we had that literal that idea. Right. It was like, okay, well who do we know that can make the songs? I don't know. It's just like an idea that just kind of yeah. went out the window. Yeah. And then when you find out like what it takes, like if you want to do it authentically, the like the people making video games back in the day were talented, smart individuals because they had tiny amounts of memory to try to program those things onto and they would make massive games and uh yeah and then like you know you're like well what about this we're like no there's no room (laughs) like can we try doing that we're like dude we're maxed out already man (laughs) um so i mean like that's just kind of like this that that's if you want to be authentic i guess there are like like like, and again i might be out of school on the super chips where they um they can put a chip that has much more memory into it and they can just put that into a cart and your system doesn't know the difference, so you can build bigger games with more graphics and better color and stuff like that. That sounds about right. I don't know enough about it, but that that seems like something that it's possible. Yeah, um, I remember. It was, I just remember that like it was like a small portion of a conversation at one point um, because we were like, well, you know, how do we take a Nintendo game and make it much more massive and huge? And like, well, at that point in time, you're kind of getting out of the realm of a, a true retro game, which is what they specialize in, and. Uh, Again, the fans, you know, like if the fans found out that we were pushing the limits beyond what the Sega Genesis actually could do, um, I don't think that there would be the same reaction. Sure, it's like finding out uh, your favorite drummer uses triggers or something. Yeah, or they hired a <laughs> studio musician to come in and play the parts. Yeah. And like, like when he plays live, he's sloppy or something. Uh-huh. Um yeah, I don't know. It was cool because they they nailed our likenesses. Ashley's got awesome purple hair, and she goes yeah. around swinging like a milk picture, uh-huh. a steam picture at people. And yeah, I'm gonna make sure to have uh, any links to anything related to the game attached to the conversation. MegacatStudios.com/slash Get Coffee Crisis. It's a lot to remember, but it's the easiest link. <laughs> okay. Yeah, is I'll, that, I'll is atta- that link to the Kickstarter. That links to a website that has all the links to the Kickstarter and where you'll be able to order the game and all the other cool stuff that MegaCast Studios does. Yeah. We'll have to let the people check that out. If you're in the Sega Genesis stuff. Which you should be. Yeah, just check it out. <laughs> now, 
Oh, also, um, just on promotional oh stuff. Just on promotional <gasps> stuff. We okay. are campaigning to get it on the Steam Store um, because we want people to be able to download the game and still be able to play it with modern technology. Because not everybody owns a Sega or a Retron, um, and we want to make sure that people get to play the game. So, if you have a Steam Steam account and you're hearing this, go vote. Yeah. Is that how that works? You have to vote to get the game approved? I believe so. Yeah, for like indie devs. Um, okay. Yeah, they got to be like voted in because it's such a tight-knit community that they get offended when garbage games get put on there. Well, I guess that's fair enough. It'd be like, <laughs> I wish there was some type of uh, guideline that you needed to get approved to put your fucking music on Bandcamp or something. Yeah, yeah. That would be actually really tight. Right. Well, I, so I, <laughs> I guess mean, like... I I don't, or like some other type of service, maybe like Spotify or something. I don't know. I mean, yeah. anybody that just throws money at the internet can get their music on there. And I feel like there should be a stricter guideline for that. Or a watermark or something like yeah. that. You know, like there should be like some sort of way that you can tell that the, the quality of the audio recording wasn't good enough or, or, or something. Yeah, I, I get There's what you're saying. There's just like a lot of fucking shit to go through. It's really hard getting music on the internet right now that and getting is... it like noticed yeah that is definitely we run into that with like podcasting because podcasting is taking yeah, off so much yeah it's like how do you stand out at this point it's all white noise you know if you don't come from a world where you already have a following good luck trying to build one sure it's yeah, <laughs> digital media in general it seems but like people do like weird like kind of on the topic of video games people would just do let's play videos yeah go like fucking through the roof that's oh, yeah. insane to me yeah I, yeah when i was i was talking to james over at mega cat studios and you know like he's given me you know like kind of how the indie dev game world works and like the people that pay attention to it and he's like yeah you get the right person to review it and it'll get 10 million views and you'll sell thousands of copies and we're like over a guy that's just reviewing a video game he's like yeah and there's like 50 of them you know, or like a hundred or a thousand, you know I mean? Like there's tons of people that make a living off of doing that, mm-hmm. you know? And then you have like Twitch TV, which is like a whole new world of digital media that I've, I've been trying to rack my brain on how to get into without, you know, falsifying my presence and pretending like I'm some crazy gamer that knows everything about video games. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, I think South Park touched on it for an episode where I just watched other people play Minecraft and like the fact that that was more popular than playing the actual game. Yeah, it's it's really weird. (laughs) It's real weird. I've seen like people on the bus just kind of sitting down next to someone and just looking around, someone just like watching a Let's Play like on the bus. Yeah. And I I don't know. I mean, it's just not for me, but I can't, it's for a lot of people apparently. Well, we come from a different generation. I think that, I think a lot of it too comes from the fact of like, it's just a way of pretending to experience something. Um, if you sit through and watch somebody play the whole game, you know, then you don't have to buy it and actually go through any of it. You know what happened in the storyline, and so technically you experienced it. So, and I think that like some of that's kind of where it comes from is uh, people getting to tune into something that they don't actively have to participate into. Um, so, I mean, like that, that's the interesting world of 2016. You know, yeah. and like what people are doing with technology. We're on the brink of VR. You know, like. I don't even, I tried to imagine what kind of world we're going to be living in in the next five years. It's going to get real weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to get real weird. Like, don't be surprised if like we don't, you know, like have to conform and like the next Black Forge Coffee House has like a VR station or something. Like, <laughs> you're going to have to come in and get virtual cups of coffee that's only going to be available on our VR station. <laughs> 
Um, outside of the live events, the art shows, the collaborations, anything else on the horizon for Black Forge that you could maybe talk about or maybe something that you would like to do that maybe someone listening to this could help with? (laughs) I mean, we want to do a lot of stuff. Um, Like Like, we said at the beginning, a lot of what we did with Black Forge came from a lot of conversations of sitting on our front porch and going, this is what we want to do and this would be a really cool idea and how come nobody's doing that? And So what haven't you done yet? um, Well, we haven't physically roasted a blend of our own coffee. Everything okay, that we yeah. get done is done by Zeke's over in East Liberty. And Shout those out. people are amazing human beings. Yes. They've helped us out incredibly. Um, they do both of our custom blends, which we did do a custom blend for the video game. We didn't touch on that called the six demon blend. Um, and it's got actually six different beans in it. And Zeke's artfully roasted that for us. Um, so it would be cool to try to, you know, even if we did it on a really small batch level, but try to roast something ourselves. Um, have a little bit more of a hand in our in the product that we put out. Not that Zeke's did anything bad whatsoever, but it's kind of one of those things where, like, if you have the opportunity to make it all yours, it's still sure. Yeah. You know, even on like a small level. I mean, I'm a 31 year old adult that likes to drink alcohol, so I'd love to distill some whiskey sometime. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, we we definitely want to expand to be uh, a larger venue. You know, that's something in the future works that we really want to get done. And just have a larger space where we can do exactly what we're doing at their shop now, just, you know, bigger and better. And, you know, really, you know, since we have the experience that we have now, obviously being open for a little over a year, um, you know, this probably won't be for a few years down the line. It's just like, what can we do to make our dreams even bigger and better and, you know, include more people in our lives and give more people opportunities to be a part of who we are at Black Forge, you know, and that's, it's a goal that we both share. It's just like we just want everyone to feel welcomed and to take part in what we're doing and to walk away with an experience that you can tell your friends and you can take with you for the rest of your life. It's like going to your first fucking show. We want to be your first, you know, like awesome, you know, coffee shop where you're just like, I'm going to tell my grandkids about this place. It's fucking rules. Like that's yeah. <laughs> that's what I want to hear, you know, down the line in my life. And I, I will feel completely fulfilled in my little black heart. <laughs> and just to touch on that, I remember what it's like to be a 15-year-old and to not feel cool and uh, to walk into a space that you really identify with and to be like, this is where like I want my I want I want everybody that works here to be my friend and I want all of my friends to think that I'm cool because I hang out here and to see those kind of like teenagers and stuff that come in and they identify with us and we're, we're their coffee shop to their friends, you yeah. know, which is, that's a cool feeling, you know, like it's kind of come full circle from me being a dorky little 15 year old that wants to fit in and, and have cool friends and stuff like that to seeing the same dorky 15 year old walk through our door and feel comfortable and safe. And like that helps them identify with who they are. And I don't know, that's, that's really fulfilling. And we would yeah. definitely love to expand on that and, and, and contribute to, having more people experience what what we're doing. Yeah. And, you know, all in all, Black Forge has saved both of our lives with, you know, who we are and what we want to do. I mean, Nick is concentrating more on podcasting, like getting, you know, him and Buzzy's like, you know, business off the ground. Like we have more time to do that. Like I'm starting to make jewelry again and like, 
you know, finally have time to myself instead of working night and day like I did for several years and literally losing my mind. <laughs> and now I can just experience life and, and enjoy it and enjoy the people around me and the people that I love, you know. It's, You're your own boss. Yes. <laughs> and it's, it's fucking so cool. Like, you know, it's just I'm very, very happy for the people that have, you know, given us the time of their day to just come up and say like, Hey, thanks. Or just get a small cup of coffee. They come in once a year like that. That makes a huge difference for us. You know, we just, we just want people to enjoy what we're doing. Yeah. And I mean, ultimately like we always want it to be the best it possibly can be. So we're always spending money to in- increase um, quality. So, I mean, at a certain point in time, we'll, you know, we'll probably inv- reinvest in our espresso machine and try to get a newer, cooler hipster one. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, try, I want to try and uh, I want to try to make the, the, the space live. Um, I remember being in a band and one of the biggest scams that were out there was <laughs> like, oh, you can pay us $200 and we'll record your band live and then give you a CD when you leave. CD always sounded like garbage and you felt like you wasted your money. Yeah. But I would like the opportunity to change that and I would also like to stream it live. So I'd like to be able to um, offer that to on an affordable basis to local bands or touring bands that are coming through and be like, hey, you know, like I can't do it for free because I have to pay somebody to be there to do it. Um, but we can do it for this price and you'll walk away with an excellent MP3 recording, which is way easier to share than a CD. Um, and if your friends from out of town want to see you play our coffee shop, they can tune in on YouTube. Um, yeah, you, you know, can make like a Black Forge YouTube channel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As long as, you know, ASCAP or some other licensing company doesn't <laughs> like up our rates and try to take it away from us. Bane of our existence. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, like, like, and that's all in the same space. You know, like I'm not talking about like in the future when we have a bigger space, like I want to keep investing in our location that we have now and making that even better. I mean, I would like to get a couch sometime soon. <laughs> yeah, the couch and would be nice. Would be, I ain't moving cool. it though. <laughs> we right. are not moving that. Um, yeah, what else? So Let's... yeah, but I mean, like we will always be looking to better and expand. Um, hopefully, you will see a, a nice, huge venue space out of us at some point. Yeah, uh, we don't want to bite off too much more than we can chew. Um, I mean, we always have, and we always probably will, but <laughs> we're going to actively try not to. Um, but yeah, you, you could probably look out to, to like, I mean, like, I know that that's our goal. I think that that would, that's when we would be com- like very, very satisfied is when we have like a nice big two to 300 person venue that we can just go ape shit and book all of our favorite bands and I'll blow our entire year's budget trying to book glass jaw. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or I'll try and get daughters to come down and play a show or. You know, I'll pay all of my friends to come play. Um, yeah. I mean, like that's been like probably one of the coolest aspects of having uh, a venue space is that like I work where all of my friends come perform and yeah. I get to hang out and watch all of them play all the time. And on any random night, I might get to see like a really crazy, awesome death metal band that I've never heard of before just mm-hmm. because they're coming through on a small tour or something, um, which is, I don't know. I think that's one of the coolest experiences from having the coffee shop is, yeah. you know, like all the new art that I've been exposed to and music that I've been exposed to accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Every day is a new experience. That is for sure. <laughs> yeah. And but, we get to actively work towards correcting so many issues with the music world. Yes. The amount of promoters that we've dealt with that oh. don't have their shit together, the amount of bands that like have so much to learn, you know, and yeah. like, 
actively trying to fix those things. Yeah, you that, know, like if you screw up booking our venue, and I'm going to say this right now, we will not work with you ever again. Yeah, we have very easy guidelines. They're very clear. If you do not follow them, we will not work with you again. <laughs> yeah, we, we've run into it. I mean, enough times for us to be like, how how can you fuck this up? We were so simple to work with. Our, our booking system was so easy. We're a 50 capacity space. You book the venue. You do everything. You are literally renting our space. We let you take control of everything. Make we a Facebook event. <laughs> none of the door money or yeah. any of the merch. Yeah. It all goes to the artist or whatever the promoter wants to. You Hopefully it's not a shitty promoter. A flat rate. <laughs> literally just the simple flat rate. And, you know, your responsibilities are one, be a promoter. Two, be there. Three, pay us. Four, make sure all your bands are there. Five, just promote the show. Like that is your job as a promoter. And that's it. And we'll have a good show and everyone will be happy. You go home and you're just like, wow, cool. Like I did a, a sick show. And it's over by the time I can go to bed and you know yeah. be up early in the morning because I mean the latest our shows go to is eleven thirty on the weekends, and um, you know bands can book our space. You do not need a promoter, but you just have to promote yourself because that is your goal as a band. Promote yourself. Bring Get people, people to come to your show. shows. Bring your mom and dad and your cousins and it, everybody. <laughs> it kills me whenever I play with bands that seem like they have put no effort into getting anybody to the show or they, they, they're playing, they don't have any merch. They didn't tell their friends. They the act like shit when they're there. It's like, what, why are you doing this? You know, for me in my band, you know, if we're yeah. going to load up all of our shit, take a day off work, take a day off from some, some of us have kids, Yeah, you know, if we're making the time for this, we're like going in 110%, yeah. you know, we're ready yeah. to like, fucking meet people have our friends come out hang out make this a thing and that's not even seems like that's something that like we're going out of our way to have those feelings that's just right. like that's what we're supposed to I be mean, doing fuck, Brian, yeah. since day one since i've known you everything you have ever done let it be art hip-hop metal whatever you were doing you always fucking pushed it you always did it and that's what I just, why can't everyone be like you, Brian? <laughs> why can't everyone have your motivation to just like push what, who you are? Because that's what you want. You want people to experience what you're doing. And, you know, even as a friend, like, yeah, you might not make it out to all of them, but just making it out to one or help share it well, with other it, people. Yeah. It's, you know, some people like to do it. Yeah. And then some people, gonna bring it back, just wanna watch the Let's Plays. Yeah. Yeah. In a, yeah. some type of an analogy. That's a very you know good what point. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just they want to dip their toes in it and that's good enough. And they don't realize how that affects like the the, the music scene or the <laughs> venue space or the yeah. people that paid money to come and watch the show. Uh -huh. Um yeah, it, it's mind-blowing the amount of excuses that we've heard where it's just like, well, if I advertise this show, then I gotta advertise every show. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what you should always do. Are you kidding? Like there's a certain show that you don't want people to know about? Like I don't understand that mentality whatsoever. And it's like the amount of extra effort, that's what's stopping you. I mean, it's literally like a, like an hour a week and you can schedule things. There's enough tools out there on the internet that you can you can push stuff. It costs $8 to print 200 uh, flyers, black and white flyers. Yeah. And you can walk around and go to different venue spaces. There are multiple places that will let you hang up posters. I mean, we do, we do that for shows that we don't make money off of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was just talking with somebody about this recently about playing in a band and... I guess having any sort of a thing that you want to promote and 
now we're like, you know, all I want to do is make music and continue to make music and just play shows. Right. That's it. Right. But realistically, that's probably about like 25 to 30% of what I'm able to do now. Exactly. Because you have to spend the rest of that time doing the boring stuff. Well, rising Behind above the, scenes, the white promoting, noise. Yeah. You got to you got to get ahead and out front and on top of all of the 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 blah, you know, all of the the Facebook feed. Uh-huh. You know, how do you make yourself stand out on top of that and that's by actively working. I think that some people that some people just don't want to do that. You know, I've I know way too many people that are insanely talented. Way more talented than me, fucking insanely gifted artists. Mm-hmm. That all they want to do is create and create. They don't want to push it. They just right. don't have the drive to do it, and it just like kills me. But I, I've been there too. I know what it's like to be like that. Yeah. Know? Well, I mean, unfortunately, like, and and again, like I am out of school because I'm not a professional musician. Uh, but eventually, that's the end goal. The idea is that you get to a point that you're successful enough that you can pay somebody to do the grunt work. You know, like if you if you can get involved with the right label or the right kind of. Um, uh, support that they they have social media or you can pay somebody to handle your social media or you can pay somebody to do graphic design for flyers and things like that it can free you up as an artist to do that kind of work and stuff like that but most people don't understand that that stuff isn't handed out nobody's on the corner giving that away to anybody that wants it like you have to work really hard nobody handed us a coffee shop nobody was just like hey you guys look like you guys would make a cool coffee shop here do whatever you want like you have to work severely hard and you can't just give up the second you hit a speed bump or the second that somebody tells you that they don't like it you know you have to just be like well that's cool i'm not doing it for you you know and like you move on and you keep going and eventually you'll break over that speed bump or that little bit of a hill that frees up your time and then you can really focus on being creative and i mean ashley and i like get it like four percent closer every couple months yeah. you know where we're like yeah. oh cool let's do this cool thing with the coffee shop you know like yeah. let's start concentrating on this now because <laughs> now that we've worked for six months and got to a point that we can do this and we can actually afford to pay an employee to be here one extra day than what we could before um Slow. but that comes from literally grinding yeah. grinding really hard Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I'm still at three jobs right now. You know, like I've cut it way back. I was at my my side job four days a week. I'm down to two. You know, mm-hmm. soon to be one. Still can't cut it out completely. Yeah, but I mean, I I took a plummet. I mean, I was full time at Alter Bar, and unfortunately, you know, R.I.P. We, we we shut down, and um, that that was my other job. Like that was my income, and um, I mean that. That was like another weird speed bump that I went through. You know, just like always, there's always a speed bump somewhere. But um, you know, a lot of people lost their jobs from there, and you know, everyone moved on to do their things. Unfortunately, it's really hard for us to be able, like, oh, okay, like we can find another job. Like, no, we can't because our lives are dedicated to what we're doing with our shop. And you know, I don't work another job right now. That just gave me another opportunity to be creative, and I honestly couldn't be happier. Like, I have more time to be creative and paint and make jewelry and she's killing it in the jewelry to, game to just enjoy my life like i said earlier you know and be at the shop and just not have to worry about working from 6 a.m till 2 in the morning and doing it every single fucking day granted yeah financially i was awesome but i didn't have a life <laughs> but now it's just like we can enjoy the fruits of our labor and and be there 
all the time and go to even if we have the night off we'll go to our shows at our coffee shop because we want to support that band or see you know what's coming through you know it's it's just absolutely awesome and um i i know speaking for the both of us we couldn't be couldn't be happier you know mm-hmm. there's still a lot that we need to do as as people as individuals and as a business but you know we're getting there and yeah. we're ready. If you want, we're fucking if, ready. If you want to learn something about yourself, open your own business. Trust oh, me. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's one of the hardest things to do um, by far. And if anybody ever tells you that it was easy, it was because they got handed a lot of money. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah we, we literally built that shot from the ground up, just like endless days of just like grinding. And, you know, we are fortunate for the opportunities that we were given but it wasn't because someone just gave them to us because we worked our asses off to to be in the position that we're in. And I stand by that very, very truly. You know, like we we weren't handed anything. We were were given the opportunities because we worked for it. And um, you know, to thank you to those people that that gave us those opportunities. You know, thank you to everyone in the Hilltop community and you know the people that we've worked with and everyone that we collaborate with. You know, like they work just as hard as us and we couldn't be happier with, you know, the friends that we've made along this journey. We definitely had some of the most supportive friends. Yes. Luckily God. we became friends with all the cool people in the city. I can, I can <laughs> confidently say that, um, which is probably what legitimizes the coffee shop. No, I'm not no. that arrogant, but, <laughs> but honestly we have a lot of extremely, extremely talented and generous friends out there that have, been there to support us or donate something or i mean if our, our friend jess cray tattooer in Southside, painted our sign or painted our menu um I, I mean like and i could go down the list like crazy but i mean our logo uh our buddy yeah. max did that he actually has done 80 percent of our graphic design work yeah. um and he's amazing at it yeah, and I, I think he definitely deserves a yeah. ton of recognition for it. If you ever, uh, you know, look at the back of our flyers and stuff, like he designs all of our flyer work, he did all of our graphics, he designs our t-shirts and our sweaters. Like he is the fucking man at creating really cool shit. And um, we just want to thank you, Max, if you're listening, because uh, you really you've done a lot for us. He's an awesome dude too. Years. If you see him out and about, which you may not, because I don't even see him out and about yeah. anymore, <laughs> give him a high five and say hi. <laughs> um, the, uh, yeah, I mean, like I think I think a lot of it came from the fact that like we 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 collectively came from weird backgrounds. Um, I worked at Hot Rod Piercing Shop for a long time, so I was I was really tight knit with a lot of the piercing and tattoo community. Uh, we both get tattooed quite often, not so much anymore because we're broke. Yeah. But um, I mean, like that is like, if you want to tap into the artist community, talk to tattoo artists, like they know what's going on in the art world. Um, musicians, like we we knew all, like tons and tons and tons of musicians. So when it came to opening a coffee shop that had a focus on music and art, <laughs> like we had a very deep well to draw from. <laughs> um, definitely. So that that definitely helped us a lot. Well, is there anything else that we haven't, touched on that we should before we wrap it all up i think we this was a nice expose yeah on black forge is expose the right word isn't that what, know, what you say when you want to like expose something for being bad expose. or like sleazy i don't know i get yeah, i have no to clue. look up Google the word it. expose Googleable. <laughs> <laughs> okay um so yeah we just really wanted to thank um pretty much everyone that has supported us since day one come into the shop even read any of the ridiculous stuff that we've posted you know we we just really appreciate 
every ounce that anyone puts into what we're doing. And, um, yeah, we want to give a shout out to like the people that have worked for us, worked with us, with um, us. Yeah. I mean, uh, Chanel, she's, she's been awesome. She's been with us for a long time. She's brought in a lot of great clientele and customers and she did a fantastic art show. Um, we've had Alex that's been working with us for a long time. She's super awesome. I don't want to name too many last names, so yeah. I don't and know how much anonymous. I'm not gonna try <laughs> to say that big word, but I don't know how much they want to remain anonymous. So I won't get put out too yeah, much out there. A lot of people have done a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just from artwork or just you know, like when we got into a tough, tough, tough spot in the beginning, we we're like, fuck, we both have to work our other jobs. Someone know how to make coffee? Yeah. <laughs> Just like fill in for an hour or two, you know, like everyone's been super great. And um, yeah, I mean, if you want to, you know, display your artwork at Black Forge or even get your band to play there, we just asked you to shoot us an email. Um, it's just blackforgecoffee at gmail.com. Uh, and we'll try and fit you in, you know, in our calendar. We really are as artist friendly as we possibly can be because we were in your shoes and we want to help you, you know, have the experience that we weren't really given. You know, right. that that is the goal of Black Forge is to help our local community in art, music, you know, everything. And um, yeah, seriously, we, we want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We want to help you. And um, we just really hope that. You know, you could tell your friends about us and come up to Black Forge, get a cup of coffee, eat some delicious vegan pastries or non-vegan pastries or whatever you whatever you're into. We or probably get a got hot it. Chocolate, if you don't like yeah. coffee, yeah. You got, you, we you have got tea. Some hot chocolate. Yeah. We, got some we have teas. delicious tea. <laughs> you just uh, got awesome artwork. You can just hang out and look at the art, like whatever you want to do, man. Enjoy, enjoy your time with us. <laughs> Do keep in mind though that we do kind of still do all this stuff ourselves. So if we're a little, if we're a little late responding to your messages, <laughs> yeah, it's because we're probably really tired we and we haven't got to it yet. Of that, you just just bother us until we get back to you, please. <laughs> yeah, we're not ignoring you because we don't like you. Just tired. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you two for coming over. You both look tired right now. Yeah, you're about to fucking fall asleep. Yes. Life. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's been a long day. Thank you for having us, Brian. This yeah. has been awesome. Thank this you is our being awesome. our official podcast debut. Woo-hoo. As the Black Forge Entity Crew, yeah, you broke <laughs> our cherry solo here. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds good, and we we are done. I guess we, yeah. And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. Nick and Ashley, like I said a million times, they are the homies. Black Forge Coffee House is the bee's knees. Be sure to scoot your little buns over to Allentown. That's Allentown in Pittsburgh, not Allentown like in the middle of Pennsylvania. Allen, there is a neighborhood in Pittsburgh called Allentown. A lot of people still don't seem to know this. Anyways, I'll be back again next week with another new episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2016. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening.